0: Well, good afternoon and welcome to our Read Aloud. Today we have uh, Nancy Latcher and Karen McCulloch from the Arts Center, which is the the Arts Castle, which is the Delaware County Cultural Arts Center. Um, It's more commonly known as the Art Castle, and it was established as a not-for-profit organization back in 1986. This facility, uh, which is an 1854 castle, that's located at the intersection of West Winter and Elizabeth Streets in Delaware, Ohio, of course. Uh, Its it's mission is to nurture the creative energies of the residents of Delaware County and the surrounding areas by offering access to a variety of art experiences, such as classes, workshops, performances, exhibitions, and so forth, different types of special events. They annually annually serve 10,000 residents in the central Ohio area. Um, Karen is the program director. This is Karen. And uh, she leads the Castle's team of instructors in class creation and administration, as well as coordination of its annual exhibition series. And Nancy Thatcher is an award-winning writer, puppeteer, and independent producer. Her first film, 15 Minutes of Mice and Mops was an official selection of film festivals across the United States and was featured at the World Festival of Puppet Art in Prague. Now, she works as a consultant to theater companies, schools, and corporations, and designs, builds, and restores custom puppets for stage and television. Very impressive. (laughs) In addition to writing scripts, she teaches creative writing at the Delaware Arts Castle and at the Thurber House as well which is one of our partner organizations. So, uh, we're going to hear about Love That Dog, and if time permits, maybe a little bit of Hate That Cat by Sharon Creech. You wanna
1: take over? Well, thanks for coming out and seeing us today. It's great to have you here, and I'm noticing that we've got all age groups, and so that's really fabulous. Uh, thanks, Ruth, for that great introduction. And I have on here, you know, as uh, number one, intro of me and Nancy. And that's how we've really been done. So thank you so much. I appreciate that. Um, the Arts Castle is, uh, is in Delaware and basically is a community art center. And uh, we do have a website it's artscastle.org. I do have business cards uh, back in the back if you're interested in any kind of art uh, classes, whether it's theater or writing or uh, music or visual arts like painting and drawing, or ceramics, or jewelry making. Uh, anything really, if I could shoehorn it in under the cultural arts heading, we offer it. So I really do encourage you to check that out. Uh, because we're in a library, I'm also going to mention the, uh, the library at the Arts Castle as well, and uh, the Arts Castle does have a volunteer-run library. It's run completely by volunteers. It's got um, uh, selection of books that pertain to the arts and it's an on on your honor system uh, checkout system. So that's also there. We do have exhibits and we have special <coughs> events too. So I encourage you to go on online and check us out. The book that we're gonna read today, we are gonna read this whole book. It is called Love That Dog. It's by Sharon Creech. I found this book when I was studying to be a middle school teacher. And the I fell in love with the main character, whose name is Jack. And he has a journal that he writes in throughout the school year for his teacher in his stretch fairy. There are many themes that are touched on in this book, but one of the things that really catches people's attention is Jack's reaction to poetry. And one of the neat aspects of this book is that it is written, every journal entry is written, as a poem. So, that's a, a really neat aspect of the, of the poem, or the, of the book. Before we start reading, we're gonna do a bit of a pre-reading activity. That's what they call it in a teacher school. Uh, everybody should have a handout, and it's got a bunch of poems on it that are referenced in this book. And you're gonna get a little bit more out of the book than otherwise if you know the poems that, he, that Jack is talking about throughout the book. So I would like you to please read to yourself, silently please, the poem called The Red Wheelbarrow. I promise it's very short. Gut reaction. What do you think? thinking of a farm. Great. What else?
0: it paints a picture.
1: It paints a picture. Possibly of a farm. What else?
2: First time I've read it my reaction was what? <laughs> what? Okay. <laughs> One more. It makes you wonder what depends on
1: the red Well, what does depend on the red wheelbarrow? It's just a wheelbarrow. Okay, great. Good job. Um, the next poem I'd like you to read to yourself is called Dog by Valerie Worth. It's also on the front page. And I'd like you to think about this while you read it. I'd like you to think about what memory is invoked by this poem. What memory or memories in your life? It could be songs or books or movies or past experiences. What memory would be invoked for him? Responses from every of these questions, so everybody, you really should say something. Go ahead. You don't have a memory or any? By point. Okay. Yeah. Go ahead. It reminds me of my
0: boyfriend's
1: dog. Great. Very good. Yeah. Your grandpa. I can see yeah. that. particularly you like the loose skin reference? Yeah. That yeah. Uh-huh. So I hear you. I can't feel about absolutely fabulous. One more. You can say the obvious. I had a
2: yellow dog, and this hits it on the head. Right? Well, you can't say hits
1: it on the head because it's a dog,
2: but
1: it's a yellow dog. It's a yellow dog. Okay. All right. Um,
2: the next poem
1: is on the back of the sheet. It's called Love Bad Boy by Walter Dean Myers. And for this poem, would you please think about what feelings you feel when you read this poem? What feelings? It can be a one word answer. in the back row what do you think love that boy Uh of a natural fit, um, the way a rabbit loves to run. A rabbit can't help but to run. It's a natural fit, and so the way that this man or this person loves this boy, it's a natural fit. There could, it couldn't possibly be any other way, just like it could have a rabbit that runs any other way. So that's what I think, and that's my reaction to that particular poem. Um, although I must admit that there are poems out there in the world that I say, what? really good at it and I don't think I like it. Um, And in that, I have something in common with with Jack. I'd like you to take a moment now and read the rest of the poems on the sheet or scan them. Um, That'd be great too. And when you're finished and you're ready to start, then if you would please go ahead and put the the sheet of poems away. Put it underneath your chair or put it in a purse or something like that. It's yours to take with you. But um, Sometimes I know it's really, sometimes you don't want to listen when you're starting to read something, so that's why we're going to do it that way. So read, and then we'll start as soon as I can see that most people have finished reading. This is the Love That Dog, a novel by Sharon Beach. Jack, Jack, room 105, 105 Miss Stretchberry. <sighs> September 13th. I don't want to because boys don't write poetry. Girls do. September 21st. I Can't do it. Brain empty. September 27th. I don't understand the poem about the red wheelbarrow and the white chickens, and why so much depends on them. If that is a poem about a red wheelbarrow and white chickens, then any words can be a poem. You just got to make short lines. October 4th.
2: Do you promise not to read it out loud? Do you promise not to put it on the board? Okay, here it is, but I don't like it. So much depends upon
1: Splattered with mud speeding down the road. October 10th. What do you mean, why does so much depend upon a blue car? You didn't say before that I had to tell why. The wheelbarrow guy didn't tell why. September 17th. What was up with that Snowy Woods poem you read today? Why doesn't a person just keep going if he's got so many miles to go before he sleeps? Why do I have to tell more about the blue car spattered with mud speeding down the road? I don't want to write about that blue car that had miles to go before it slept. So many miles to go in such a hurry. October 24th.
2: I am sorry to say that I really <coughs> did not understand the Tiger, Tiger, Burning Bright poem, but at least it sounded good. <coughs> in the Here's the blue car with tiger sound blue car, blue car, shining bright in the darkness of the night, who could see you speeding by like a comet in the sky? I could see you in the night, blue car, blue car, shining bright, I could see you speeding by like a comet in the sky. Some of the tiger sounds are still in my ears, like drums. October 31st. Yes, you can put the two blue car poems on the board, but only if you don't. What's my name? On? November 6th. They look nice typed up like that on paper on a yellow board. But still, don't tell anyone who wrote them, okay? What does anonymous
1: mean? Is it good? November 9th. I don't have any pets, so I can't write about one, and especially I can't write a poem about one. November 15th. Yes, I used to have a pet, but I don't want to write about it. You're going to ask me why not, right? November 22nd. Pretend that I still have that pet? Can't I make up a pet? A different one? Like a tiger? Or a hamster? A goldfish? Turtle? Snail? Worm? Flea? November 29th.
2: I like those small poems you read today. When they're small like that, you can read a whole bunch in a short time. And then in your head are all the pictures, all the small things from the small poems. I liked how the kitten leaped in the cat poem, and how you could see the long head of the horse in the horse poem, and especially I liked the dog in the dog poem. Because that's just how my yellow dog used to lie down with his tongue all limp, his chin in between his paws, and how he'd sometimes chomp at a fly and then sleep in his loose skin, just like that poet Miss Valerie Worth says in
1: her small dog poem. December 4th. Why do you want to type up what I wrote about reading the small poems? It's not a poem, is it? I guess you can put it on the board if you want to, but don't put my name on it in case other people think it's not a poem. guess it does look like
2: a poem when you see it typed up like that but i think maybe it would look better if there was more space between the lines like how i wrote it the first time and i like the picture of the yellow dog you put beside it but that's not how my yellow dog
1: worked january 10th i really 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 did not get the pasture poem you read today i mean Somebody's going out in the pasture to clean the spring and to get the little tottery cat while he's out there, and he isn't going to be gone long, and he wants you, who is you, to come to? I mean, really. And you said that Mr. Robert Frost, who wrote about the pasture, was also the one who wrote about the snowy woods and the miles to go before he sleeps? Well, <laughs> I think Mr. Robert Frost has a little too much time on his hands. January 7th the
2: wheelbarrow poem you read the first week of school? Maybe the wheelbarrow poem was just making a picture with words and someone else like maybe a teacher typed it up and then people thought it was a poem because it looked like one typed up like that. And maybe that's the same thing that happened with Mr. Robert Frost. Maybe he was just making pictures with words about snowy woods and pasture. And his teacher typed them up and they looked like poems so people thought they were poems. Like how you did with the blue car things and the reading the small poems things. On the board, typed up, they looked like poems. And the other kids are looking at them and they think they really are like poems.
0: And they're all saying, you know that.
1: January 24th. We were going for a drive and my father said, We won't, go. we won't be gone long, you come too. So I went. And we drove and drove until we stopped at a red brick building with a sign in blue letters, Animal Protection Shelter. And inside we walked down a long cement path, past cages with all kinds of dogs, big and small, fat and skinny, some of them hiding in a corner, but most of them bark, bark, barking and jumping up against the wire cage as we walked past, as if they were saying, me, me, choose me, I'm the best one. And that's where we saw the yellow dog standing against the cage with his paws curled around the wire and his long red tongue hanging out and his big black eyes looking a little sad and his long tail wag, wag, wagging as if he were saying, me, 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 choose me. And we did. We chose him. And in the car, he put his head on my chest and wrapped his paws around my arm as if he were saying, thank you, thank you, thank you and the other dogs in the cages get killed dead if they if nobody chooses them january 31st
2: yes you can type up what i wrote about my yellow dog but leave off the part about the other dogs getting killed dead because it's just too sad and don't put my name on it please and maybe it would look good on yellow paper and maybe the title should be you come too Yes, it looks good on yellow paper, but you forgot, again, to leave more space between the lines like I did when I wrote it. It's okay, then. February 15th. I like that poem we read today about street music in the city. My street's not in the middle of the city, so it doesn't have that loud music, of horns and trucks, flash, flash, screech. My street's on the edge of the city, and it has quiet music most of the time. Yes. yeah, swish. The street is a thin one, with houses on both sides, and my house is the white one with the red door. There's not too much traffic on my street, not like in the middle of the city. We play in the yards, and sometimes in the street, but only if a grown-up with big kids are out there too, and they'll shout, car, but they see a car coming down the street. At both ends of our street are yellow signs that say caution children at play. Sometimes the cars pay no attention, and speed down the road as if they're in a big hurry with many miles to go. February 21st. <coughs> it was so great. Those poems you showed us where the words make the shape of <coughs> the thing the poem is about. Like the one about an apple that was shaped like an apple, and the one about the house that was shaped like a house. My brain was popping when I was looking at those poems. I never <coughs> knew that a poet person could do that funny kind of thing. February 26th. I tried one of those poems that what it's that poem is about. My yellow dog by Jack. Body, 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 body. Yellow, yellow, tail, tail, yellow, yellow. Why, why, why leg, 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 paw. Leg, 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 paw. Head, 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 head. Head, head, nose, nose, snitch, snip
1: snitch, Slobber, slobber, slobber. March 1st. Yes, you can type up the yellow dog poem that looks like a dog, but this time keep the spaces exactly the same, and maybe it would look really, really good on yellow paper. Maybe you could put my name on it, but only if you want to. Only if you think it looks good enough. March 7th. I was a little embarrassed when people said things to me like, neat poem, Jack, and how'd you think of that, Jack? And I really, really liked the one you put up about the tree that's shaped like a tree, and not a fake-looking tree, but a real tree with straggly branches. But I want to know, who is the anonymous poet in our class that wrote that? And why didn't he or she want to put his or her name on it? Was it like me when I didn't think my words were poems? Maybe you will tell the anonymous tree poet that his or her tree poem is really a poem, really, really, and a good poem, too.
2: March 14th. That was the best, best, best poem you read yesterday by Mr. Walter D. Myers. Best, best, best poem ever. I'm so sorry I took the book home without asking only got one spot on it. That's why the page is torn. I tried to get the spot out. I copied that best poem and I hung it on my bedroom wall right over my bed where I can see it when I'm lying down.
0: Maybe you could copy
2: it too and hang it on the wall in our class where we can see it when we are sitting at our desks doing our stuff. I sure like that poem by Mr. Walter Dean Myers called Love That Boy because of two reasons I liked it. One is because my dad calls me in the morning, just like that. He calls, hey there, son. And also because when I had my yellow dog, I loved that dog. And I would call him like this.
1: I'd say, hey there, Skye. His name was Skye. March 22nd. My yellow dog followed me everywhere, every which way I turned. He was there, wagging his tail and slobber coming out of his mouth. He was smiling at me all the time as if he was saying, thank you, thank you, thank you for choosing me. And jumping up on me with his shaggy, straggly paws on my chest like he was trying to hug the insides right out of me. And when us kids were playing outside, kicking the ball, he'd chase after it and push it with his nose. Push, push, push. And get a slobber all over the ball. But no one cared because he was such a funny dog. That dog Sky. That straggly, furry, smiling dog Sky. And I'd call him every morning every evening. Hey there, Sky! March 27th. Yes, you can type up what I wrote about my dog,
2: Sky, but don't type up the other secret one I you wrote. I'll it up in the envelope with the tape on it. And uses too many of Mr. Walter Dean Myers' words? Maybe Mr. Walter Dean Myers would get mad about that. I was very glad to hear that Mr. Walter Dean Myers is not the sort of person who would get mad at a boy for using some of his words. And thank you for typing up my secret poem, when it uses so many of Mr. Walter Dean Myers' words. And I love what you put at the top. Inspired by Mr. Walter Dean Myers. Now that sounds good to my ears. No one will think I just copied because I couldn't think of my own words. They will know I was inspired by Mr. Walter Dean Myers. On the board yet, okay? Is Walter Dean Myers a live person? And if he is, do you think he could ever come to our city, our school, to our class? If he did, we should hide my poem and hide it real good just in case he would get mad about that. April 9th. No. No, 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 no. I can't do it. You should do it. You're a teacher. April 12th. I don't agree that Mr. Walter Dean Myers might like to hear from a boy who likes his poems. I think Mr. Walter Dean Myers would like to hear from a teacher who uses big words and knows how to spell and excitement. April 17th. Dear Mr. Walter Dean Myers probably don't want to hear from me because I am only a boy, not a teacher, and I don't use big words. You probably won't read this, or even if you do read it, you're probably way too busy to answer it, let alone do the thing I'm going to ask you. And I want you to know that's okay, because our teacher says that writers are very, 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 very busy trying to write their words, and the phone is ringing and the fax is going, the bills need paying, and sometimes they get sick. Or the family gets sick or the electricity goes off or the car needs fixing. Or they have to go to the grocery store, do the laundry or clean up messes. I don't know how you find time to write your words if you have to do all that stuff. And maybe you should get a helper. So what I'm asking you is this. If you ever get time to leave your house and if you ever feel like visiting a school where there might be some kids who like your poems, would you ever maybe think about maybe coming maybe to... school which is a a clean place which is mostly nice with mostly nice people in it and i think our teacher miss stretchberry would maybe even make brownies for you because she sometimes makes them for us i hope i haven't too much stopped you from doing your writing of words fixing your car and getting groceries and all that stuff just to read this letter which is probably taking you maybe 15 minutes in that time, you could have maybe written a whole new poem, or at least the start of one. I'm so sorry for taking up your time. And I understand if you can't come to our school to read some of your poems to us and let us see your face, which I bet is a friendly face. My name is Jack. Bye, Mr. Walter T.
1: Myers. April 20th. Did you mail it? Did he answer yet? April 24th.
2: Months? it might take months for mr walter dean myers to answer my letter if he answers it i didn't know till you explained the letter has to go to mr walter dean myers's publisher company and someone at the publisher company has to sort all the mail not just my letter but hundreds and hundreds of letters to hundreds of authors all that big mess of mail piled up and someone's sorting 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 all that mail and then the letters for mr walter dean myers go to him and he's away on vacation. Maybe he's sick. Maybe he's hiding in a room writing poems. Maybe he's babysitting his children or his grandchildren if he's married and stuff. Or maybe he has to go to the dentist to get the car fixed. Maybe someone died.
0: Really, really, hope nobody
2: died. So if you ask me, it could take him years to get around answering that letter, so I guess we better just forget about it. Not count on it. Get it
1: out of our minds. Do something else. Forget it. April 26th. Sometimes, when you are trying not to think about something, it keeps popping back in your head. You can't help it, think about it, and think about it, and think about it, until your brain feels like a squashed key. May 2nd. Yes, you can type up the thing about trying not to think about something. But you'd better leave my name off it because it was just words coming out of my head and I wasn't paying too much attention to which words came out when. May 7th.
2: Maybe you could show me how to use the computer? Maybe I could type up my own words. May eighth. I didn't know about the spell checking thing inside the computer. It is like a little miracle brain in there, a little helper brain. Well, I'm a slow typer person. Did you say there's a teaching typing thing in the computer too? And it help me type better and faster and tip tip, 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 so my fingers
1: could go as fast as my brain? May 14th, I typed this up myself. We were, at my Sky, we were outside in the street, me and some other kids kicking the ball before dinner and Sky was chasing, chasing, chasing going every which way and his tail wag-wag-wagging and his mouth slob slob slobbering and he was all over the place, smiling and wagging and slobbering and making us laugh. And my dad came walking up the street, he was way down there near the end, and I could see him as he got off the bus and he was walk-walk-walking and I saw him wave and he called out, hey there son, and so I didn't see the car coming from the other way until someone else, one of the big kids, called out, car! And I turned around and I saw a blue car, blue car, spattered with mud speeding down the road. And I saw Sky going after the ball, wag, wag, wagging his tail. And I called him, Sky, Sky! And he turned his head, but it was too late because the blue car, blue car, spattered with mud, hit Sky, thud, 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 and kept on going in such a hurry, so fast, so many miles to go, he couldn't even stop. And Sky was just there in the road, lying on his side with his legs bent funny and his side heaving. And he looked up at me. And I said, Sky, sky, sky! And then my dad was there, and he lifted Sky out of the road and laid him on the grass. And Sky closed his eyes, and he never opened them again, ever. May 15th. I don't know. You put it on the board and people read it. It might make them sad. May 17th. Okay, I guess I'll put my name on it. But I hope it doesn't make too many people feel too sad, and if it does, maybe you could think of something to cheer everybody up. Like, maybe with some of those brownies you make, the chocolate ones that are so good. May 21st.
2: wow 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 that was the best 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 news ever i can't believe it mr walter dean myers is really 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 coming to our school he was coming to our city anyway to see his old buddy and and he would be honored to visit our clean school and meet the mostly nice kids who like his poems be sure are lucky that his buddy lives in our town The bulletin board looks like it's blooming words with everybody's poems up there, on all those colored sheets of paper, yellow, blue, pink, red, green. And the bookcase looks like it's sprouting books, all of them by Mr. Walter Dean Myers, lined up, looking back at us, waiting for Mr. Walter Dean Myers himself to come right to our school, right into our classroom. Wow, May 29th, I can't wait. can't sleep. Are you sure you hid my poem that was inspired by Mr. Walter Dean Myers? I don't want to do anything to upset him. June 1st, Mr. Walter Dean Myers Day. I never in my whole life ever heard anybody talk like that, like that Mr. Walter Dean Myers. All of my blood in my veins was bubbling and all of the thoughts in my head were buzzing and I wanted to keep Mr. Walter Dean Myers at our school? June 6th. Dear Mr. Walter Dean Myers, thank you a hundred million times for leaving your work and your family and your things people have to do to come and visit us in our school, in our class. We hoped you liked your visit. We think maybe you did because you were smile, smile, smiling all over the place. And when you read your poems, best, best voice ever, low and deep and friendly and warm like it's reaching out and wrapping us all up in a big squeeze. And you laughed. You had the best, best, best laugh I've ever heard in my life, like it was coming from way down deep and bubbling up and rolling and tumbling out into the air. We hope we didn't ask you too many questions, but we thank you for answering every which one, and especially for saying that you would be flattered if someone used some of your words, and especially if they added note saying that they were inspired by Walter Dean Myers. It was nice of you to read all our poems on the bulletin board. I hope it didn't make you too sad when you read the one about my dog, Skye, getting swooshed in the road. I think you like the brownies too, right? Thank you for coming to see us, Mr. Walter Dean Myers. Inside this envelope is a poem using some of your words. I wrote it. It was inspired by you. Mr. Walter Dean Myers,
1: from your number one fan, Jack. Love That Dog, inspired by Mr. Walter Dean Myers, by Jack. Love that dog like a bird loves to fly. I said I love that dog like a bird loves to fly. Love to call him in the morning, love to call him. Hey there, Sky. We still have some time, so if it's okay with you, um, Nancy is going to read a little bit of Hate That Cat, which is the sequel to Love That Dog. I was so excited when I found out about Hate That Cat. I love this book
2: because, as someone who teaches creative writing, I sometimes get the the grown up victims of well meaning. Educators who have stressed over the mechanics of writing as opposed to the actual joy of expressing yourself with words. And I frequently come across kids and adults who tell me very calmly and finally that they cannot write. And they know this because they tried and it was not good. And they don't know how to use certain illusions or do wonderful things to make it really writing. And I was so excited when Karen introduced me to Love That Dog, because to me, this is a book about discovering how freeing the writing process can be. When I found out about Hate That Cat, (laughs) I think you'll understand why I got so excited. This is just an excerpt, excerpt. we're gonna blow through this pretty quick here. Jack, it turns out, is in the stretch class again the next year, and he's got to start a new journal. Jack Room 204, Miss Stretchberry, September 12th. I hate that cat like a dog hates a rat. I said, I hate that cat like a dog hates a rat. Hate to see it in the morning. Hate to see that fat black cat. September 13th. Sorry, didn't know you liked cats. (laughs) Didn't know you had one. poetry, you probably think we will remember what we learned last year, right? What if we don't remember? What if our brains shrunk? What if it's too hard? Well, I'm glad you're my teacher again. I hope you'll keep moving up a grade every year along with me. You understand my brain. all the words about Skye flew out of my head last year. I think about him all the time and I see him in my mind and some of his yellow fur is still in my yellow chair. Sometimes I think I hear him that sound he made when he was happy. But no, I can't write about Sky anymore. Maybe I could write about a cat. A mean cat. A crazy mean fat black cat. Although my uncle Bill, who is a teacher in college, he said those words I wrote about Sky were not poems. He said they were words, just words coming out of my head. And the poem has to rhyme and have regular feature and symbols and metaphors and onomatopoeia something and a litter something. And I wanted to punch him. Bill said was that my lines should be
1: longer
2: like in real writing. Here's what happens when I try to make them longer, the page is too wide and the words get all mumble jumbled. It makes my eyes hurt all that white space at the edge of the page so far away. In order to get all the words down there coming out of my head, I have to forget the commas and periods, or I have to go back and stick them in all over the place like this, which looks, if you ask me, stupid. But if you write short lines, a person knows where to breathe, short or long. And I hate to read those long lines, and I don't want to write them either. I wish you would tell my Uncle Bill all those things you said today about our own rhythms and our own images bouncing around in our words and making poems. And yes, I understand that if I am ever the President of the United States, I might be expected to write very, very long lines. Make my lines short, short, short if I want to. But even if you told my Uncle Bill that stuff, he wouldn't believe you. He likes to argue. My mother likes my short lines. She runs her fingers down and taps her lips once, twice. And I think I understood what she said about alumata an something and a litter or something not having to be in a poem enrich a poem but sometimes they can also make a poem sound purple (laughs) purple ah ah ah. october 3rd okay 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 i will learn how to spell alliteration and onomatopoeia and i will practice them just in case i ever need to enrich something ready um
1: the problem with with trying, with classifying books that way. Um, As a, as a, I, I got licensed as a middle childhood teacher, which is fourth through ninth grade and in language arts, and this was one of the books that we covered in class about as, as a book that would be appropriate for that age level. Um, A lot of it depends on the kid. There are some kids who are in second grade who could read this book great and understand some of the themes that are involved in it. There are some kids who are in seventh grade that would have a lot of trouble. So it really, it really does depend on the kid. Um, I had planned to use this book in sixth grade as a starting point for the school year um, because it would be very helpful for me to, A, have a book that's interesting to read there's lots of different questions that are brought up, like plagiarism, what's inspired by and what's plagiarizing. Um, really heavy topic about death, about pets, about how it is that you love a pet and what happens if they, have, if, if they go, if they, if they die. Um, it's got uh, some things in there about how you love writing and how sometimes you really don't like something at first, and then sometimes later on you get it you kind of understand it. You may not love it, but you kind of understand it. So these are all really good topics to bring up at the beginning of a school year. And also, this is a very non-scary book. It's really a lot of white space. There's not a whole lot of words. It's very, very short. It's got a very relatable character. It doesn't say what grade Jack's in. Um, And so that's where it is that I was planning to use it. But I think it really does depend on the kid. And I liked it, and I'm 33.
0: Okay. <laughs> I
2: have been doing puppets for, gosh, I have puppets in my workshop that are older than all of you. Um, I started out making hand-in-mouth puppets, puppet style puppets, because I couldn't find ones. I started with a small group actually inside a church. I was buying puppets and found that the puppets that you can buy online tend to be the kind of things that you can back a truck over and they suffer very little damage, but you tend to get caught in and throw in a hurry with them. So I started making puppets because I couldn't find them, and I got tired of walking into stores and asking what I felt was a very honest question. The says, can I help you? And you say, do you have a stuffed turkey? because what I wanted to do was take the stuffing out and make it into a turkey puppet, but it was assumed that I was asking the lady at the toy store if they had a food section. Um, I became infamous at the hardware store for coming in and purchasing things for reasons that the hardware was never intended. And so I began building puppets, and it turned out that while my training was in education and speech pathology and audiology, um, what I really was good at was building puppets and writing scripts. So I started designing them, and because the, the work was pleasing to enough other people, and because I play well with others and do not run with scissors, and you know, with a sharp end pointing the right direction, um, I got the chance to start working as a consultant with theater companies, first locally at Columbus Children's Theater, and from that, in Mushroom, so that I started to get to work with all over the country, which is, you know, over the whole it's cool places. We had a touring, uh, performing group for years and did shows all around Ohio and got to do the National Puppetry Festivals and stuff like that. It was a fabulous experience, but I kept telling my puppeteers <coughs> that they were going to graduate. I started bending their, warping their dear minds when they were kids, and I made it very clear that when they got to be in sixth grade, they were graduating end of it and they ended up running down they go from the middle school to come back to class so we pushed it up to the end of middle school and the end of high school and then they were in college and at that point I said you know this really is not a after school program anymore is it um, we had done stuff nationally at that point and decided that it's kind of like baking wedding cake you do a lot of roaring and screaming to have this gorgeous product and then 15 minutes later there's I wanted to have a record of what we were doing, so we did a pilot video on a shoestring budget and edited it ourselves in a rather awkward fashion. And in hopes of making it credible just so that we could edit it down to a clip reel, we took this thing and kind of cobbled it together. And a friend of mine, who is a, a world class animator, said, Well, we should put it in some film festivals because if you get into some film festivals, you'll have more credibility. Well, short films and film festivals tend to be about polar bears on shrinking ice floes or very sick children and you know it's very rare that it's about puppets who are purely there for the sake of entertainment but i have always bought fully into i think it's albert Einstein's statement that if you want your children to be smart read them fairy tales and if you want them to be genius read them more fairy tales. So this was purely entertainment stuff and just by great good fortune and maybe a little bit of talent on the part of my puppeteers we actually got to go to, we were selected as a film entry for the World Festival of Puppet Art and my puppets took me to Prague. And in, in Europe it's fabulous because people don't assume that it's just for babies. When, when you're in Europe they don't have puppet theaters. So there were puppet theaters on every other corner. So walking around like this, and they put us took put us over there, kept us for a week and fed us and took us around town and everything. It was really, you know, for a, a provincial puppet lady from the Midwest, it was really pretty really fabulous. Um at this point, mostly what I do is build puppets for theater companies, train puppet companies, and I also um, I teach some puppet classes at the arts council now and again. For enrichment programs now and again, just because I feel the world is better than putting our sock puppets into it. Last year, I think we released something like 6,000 sock puppets into the wild at the end of the year. So. That's, that's the thing. We debated whether or not we'd have a puppet for the read-aloud. Class.
1: Unfortunately, no. <laughs> but you do have to pay for the for the art classes. You don't have to pay to walk into the building. And it is, it was built in 1854, and it does look like a castle. It's got a turret and a little spiral staircase and everything. It's really cute, it's really cool. Um, the, uh, the, the place is supported by the fees that we charge for the classes and private donations. We don't get any money from the state or any government support. So unfortunately, we do have to charge for those. I can tell you that it's worth it. I tell to. you what's really great about the Arts Castle because I just moved to Delaware a few years ago,
2: and I'd heard about it, but I have not been there. There are a lot of community art places that are very capital A art. Um, it's very much exhibition, and you have a judge to show. Um, the Arts Castle is one of the most empowering places for someone who is interested in art any form of the arts that I can think of. It's very much hands-on, give it a try. You never made jewelry, you think it might be interesting, you take a jewelry class. You're right there. You got the wire, you got the fire, you know, they got the whole thing, and you're doing all this cool stuff. You want to throw a pot? They've got wheels. You know, little kids are able to throw pottery and learn to use the wheel and get their hands in. You want to make a puppet? You come up, we make a puppet. You want to learn how to make it talk in different voices? We learn how to talk in different voices. You want to learn how to write a screenplay? I teach you how to write a screenplay. It's all about trying in a very accepting and encouraging environment. And I think that's what makes the place so special. It's very hard. I, I cannot think of any of my students who have ever done anything wrong because we're about giving it a try, and honestly, you know, so you make a mistake, how else are you gonna learn? If you do it perfect the first time, I guess you really didn't need to do, <laughs> do it to begin with, because you were already that good at it. It's really about getting over this idea that whether you are making something something with your hands, whether you are expressing yourself with your body and dance, or whether you are writing a poem, that it's about being able to try it. And if you launch your glorious balloon and it goes down in flames, you know what? You launched your glorious balloon. And how many people don't have the courage or don't have the encouragers around them to do that? That's really what the whole learning process is about. So as you can tell, I'm, I'm a little loopy about the castle. I would pull people off the street and drag them up there. But it is it is a little bit of a drive, so we'll have to fit real tight in my car.
1: <laughs> you can fit an awful lot of puppets in it's true <laughs> how many puppets we have last year hundred hundred something yeah, yeah, yeah. something like that yeah um, and that but but we had a special car for the audrey 2. are you guys familiar with little shop of Horrors? if you are familiar with this play one of um, the most impressive puppets i've ever seen was a full-size audrey 2 which is a man-eating plant which you actually was big enough to eat in person. It's pretty fabulous. And it is it currently now on display down at the
2: it was stores, it was like, down at
1: Franklin Park during the
2: summer when they had their carnivorous plant exhibit. But the rest of the time she lives in
1: my house because she's too expensive to store. And seriously, you walk in the door and there's a the plant. And I when I walk in the door, I want to just dive in. i thought This is so cool. Yeah. I didn't, because I'm professional that way. <laughs> But it was, it was tempting. Other questions, comments,
2: concerns? Because we're here for you. It was great to have this opportunity to read with you all. I think it's a wonderful program. Thank you for inviting us. Absolutely. Thank you very
0: much for It was refreshing and it really a great story.
2: And everyone stayed awake and nobody stormed. So, hey, you know, the afternoon was a success. Thank you very much, can we please?